the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now that we have passed the feast of the elevation of the cross, we enter into the Gospel of Luke. We had been reading from the Gospel of Matthew over the summer. And in this first reading from the Gospel of Luke, we hear very early in Jesus' ministry when he asks Simon Peter to take him out into the boat so he can speak to the people. This gospel is a, a pattern for us for how our relationship with God is and our interactions with him. It begins by God setting up a providential situation that Peter must face. He comes out, brings him out in the boat, and then God says to him, Jesus says to him, go out deep into the deep and cast down your nets. Now we might think, well, this is a small thing. But he's been toiling all night looking for fish and catching nothing. He knows those waters very well. When he knows what he can catch and where he can catch, and yet all night long, and now he's been there all day with his teacher, Jesus. And so he's given this choice. As we see in the gospel, he expresses his doubt, but then ultimately he makes that step of faith to say, but at your command, I will let the nets down. Now the miracle that then occurs, it's hard for us to really comprehend that. None of us fish, and so it sounds like a lot of fish, a lot of fish to fill two boats. But imagine for a person who does this every single day of his life. Every day of his life is going out fishing. And now he sees something that is far beyond anything he's ever experienced. So God performs this great miracle to where the both of the boats were sinking almost. And what does Peter do? We would say normally when there's a miracle, we offer thanksgiving. But what does he do? He repents. He says, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. What's going on there? This person has done this incredible miracle for him. And he's saying, depart. It's because he sees the massive space between who he is and who this before him is. And this is where we all need to be, is to see that. What God can do and what God is and how God is. And then there's us. And so he repents. And God responds to his repentance with a little revelation saying, you will become fishers of men. So how is this a model or a pattern for us? Well, first, God sets up providential circumstances in our life. Many of these. And some of these, we come to a point, a precipice, if you will, of, do I take this step? We can see it's a situation, whatever it may be in our life, where we say, can I take this step? And if we take that step of faith, then God responds by caring for us, carrying us through it, Maybe in our lives sometimes there are these little miracles where we go, I know that something more happened in that situation. I know that all of this did not line up just in the exact right way for no reason. 
And so we see these little miracles in our lives. Not as big of a miracle as what we see in the gospel, though sometimes. But we see God's response to our act of faith. And then we can respond to him, seeing how he provides and cares for us again and again. We can offer him our repentance. This uh, is something that I think of this gospel story when I... um, Recall the beloved priest that I worked with in Las Vegas, Father Paul Eichler. We just had his 40-day memorial yesterday. And Father Paul was of another generation. So all of you know what orthodoxy in America is like today. So let me transport you back to the late 1950s, when orthodoxy in America was pretty much an ethnic backwater. If you were of a particular ethnicity, you were orthodox. And if you weren't of that ethnicity, you weren't orthodox. And back then, you know how many books were published in English about orthodoxy by orthodox people? You could probably count them on one hand. So orthodoxy was not something that was approachable at all to people who were on the outside. And then there's this young man, Paul, who was studying at an Anglican seminary somehow, somewhere, I never actually heard the story of how he became Orthodox. I never asked him. I wish I had. But he became Orthodox. And not only that, he became an Orthodox priest. He was in the Antiochian Archdiocese, which means it was all Lebanese, Palestinians, and Syrians. And then this one white guy there. (laughs) And he was, of all things, then, in 1964, sent to Las Vegas. Las Vegas, even back then it was famous, but back then it was famous and it was nothing. There was the strip with all of the casinos, and those were the only stoplights in town. It was all desert all around. So he sent to Las Vegas to start a church for a couple of probably some Syrian or Lebanese immigrants who were working in the casinos. They needed a church, and this is who they sent. So Father Paul started there in 1964. He built up the church uh, dedicated to the Archangel Michael. He was there for many decades and served in that church for over 40 decades. And then in his retirement, his son was attending the Greek Orthodox Church there. And so he came over to the Greek Orthodox Church and would serve there for another 20 years, 60 years of serving as a priest in Las Vegas. Just an incredible man, incredible story. What I think of, like in this gospel, where there's that moment that God said to him, although not with words, with providential circumstances, God said to him, go to Las Vegas. Start a parish completely out on your own. How terrifying that must have been. And yet he, with faith, stepped forward and was able to build up this beautiful church by God's grace. And our community is not too far from that, in that we're making this leap. Here we are, crowded, packed to the gills, parking lots full, people up on the bark chips, I'm sure, again. And here we are, yet we have this huge leap to make. And it is a leap. There are parts of this that won't fully make sense. But we must have that faith to see what else is there to do. What else are we going to do? 
Are we going to start tearing down these walls to build the church bigger into the classrooms? Are we going to have people park illegally on Walker? So here we are, making this leap. And we see this example in the saints again and again and again. In St. Thecla, who we commemorate today, she was a young woman, very young, in her teens, betrothed, and she heard St. Paul speak. So she had her life laid out before her, the man that she was to marry, and then St. Paul comes to Iconium. And that was the moment of God speaking to her through the words of St. Paul. Does she have faith? Is she going to make that leap? And she did. And she pursued St. Paul and taught with him and traveled with him and was called equal to the apostles. And her suffering and her martyrdom went on and on, but then she kept being healed. She lived a life of faith. But the story that really comes to my mind is from last Wednesday when we celebrate St. Eustathios. That is a story. If you don't know the story of St. Eustathios, he's right up here, right above the baptismal font. If you don't know the story of St. Eustathios, you need to go look. But I'll tell just brief, very brief, okay? He was a, a Roman soldier, a leader in the Roman army. And he was miraculously brought, spoken to by God through witnessing a, a deer that was before him, a beautiful, magnificent deer, and God spoke to him. And he became a Christian, and his family, his wife, and his two children. And then the persecutions began, because God actually said to him, do you want your martyrdom to be at the end of your days or to be now? And like a good soldier, he said, now. So then what happened was they lost everything, everything. And they were then trying to get away from the place that they were at. And so they took a, a boat towards Egypt. And on that boat, the captain desired his wife. And so with all of the, the sailors managed to throw Eustathios and his sons off the boat. And they were floating in the ocean and came to land. When they came to land, thank God the three of them survived. They began their journey on foot to the place that they were going to. And they came to a river, and this was a, a rushing river. He had his two young sons with him. And so he picked up one of his sons. He couldn't pick up both of them at the same time with the, the water as rushing as it was. So he went to cross that river, got to the other side, set his son down, went back. And as he was halfway across the river, he looks back over his shoulder, and his son that he had set down was taken away by a lion. And as that's happening, then he hears from the other side, he looks back, and his other son is taken away by a wolf. And he's standing there in the middle of the river. And in the Synaxarian, it says, uh, he stands there and he says, shall I sink into the river and drown, or shall I bear the burden? This is where each of us are at at various times in our life. We're standing in the middle of the river. Everything is pushing us in a certain direction. And we say, am I going to stand here or not? We can only imagine St. Eustathios' anguish. But as we know, because he's here on the wall, he did not lay down in that river and drown. Rather, he got out. And I won't tell you the rest of the story so that you can go look it up and learn. But it's an amazing story. 
And yes, they're reunited. They didn't all die. So St. Eustachios standing in the river, that's the image that I want you to think of when you face your struggles in life. Am I going to stand or am I going to go down? Because God will come to you. The story of the Gospels is not quite a miracle because it's so small in our life. But it's a miracle nonetheless. Because the more that we take that step of faith, the more our eyes are open to see what God is doing in our lives. And then we take that step of faith and God reveals more. And each time we take that step of faith, we also take a step towards repentance to see who am I? I'm nothing and yet God has made everything out of me. God has made me the most important thing in the world to him, each and every one of us. And so God will work miracles in our lives. He will give us a boat full of fish or whatever it may be, but it comes from that taking a step of faith. So as we stand in the rivers of life, may we stand firm. Amen.